Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Hour three of three underway. Rick Tittle with you around the world on American Forces Radio Network as well. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show Jamal Trulove, who, of course, was in one hit movie. He's got a couple more coming out, but he's here to talk about how he's helping out with a campaign to get hand sanitizer and other things into our uh, prisons and detention facilities to help uh, stop the spread of COVID-19, which, of course, is uh, taking uh, really terrible effect on people who are in, uh, incarcerated. Jamal, welcome back to the show. And I remember, um, for people who don't know, you were wrongfully convicted of a killing that you did not uh, commit. And, and uh, thank goodness you got out of jail. But I remember you said you wanted to make sure that there would be reform with the district attorney's office. Since we last spoke over a year ago, have you seen any tangible reform? Yeah, well, uh, well, thanks for having me uh, off the back. Uh, but, yeah, definitely it has been some type of reform. You know, I've, uh, I campaigned uh, for uh, a candidate by the name of uh, Chase Boudin to, to be head district attorney uh, here in San Francisco, and, and he won. And he's been making tremendous head waves you know, to uh, to change some things uh, here uh, directly in San Francisco and, you know, and ultimately having a, um, you know, having a wave of uh, being, you know, progressive uh, just throughout the country in general. But, but yeah, since we last talked, uh, it has been some, ty- some type of change here uh, in San Francisco. Well, we rem- and that's funny. I remember when uh, I went to a fundraiser for for Kamala Harris. Not that you know she was my girl. I went for the free drinks. To be honest with you, I didn't really know who she was. I didn't really know who she was at the time. I think this is like 2001. But I mean, she has praised the way you've handled yourself. Um, you know, you got a settlement where you could have just gone off on your own forever. You you stayed in the community as well. But what about the the, the police detectives fabricating evidence. Did those guys ever see their day of uh, retribution? No, not at all. Um, there, there was no um, criminal action uh, 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 brought against them, or no law action brought against them of, of no sort, which which really should have, but. Uh, you know that's a whole nother fight. You know at this point, when when you think about it, um, when you have you know even in civil court, when you have a civil court that some jurors basically award somebody some money because of tampering or framing of evidence from a police department, that is criminal, uh, and due to. Um, statute of limitations is why, you know, in, I mean, in San Francisco, it's, it's own city and county, why these police officers um, and detectives aren't being, you know, charged. Yeah, it's amazing that there's even a statute of limitations on that. But your 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 story is really amazing because you were really starting to get a lot of buzz in your with your music label and everything when when all this happened and then you came out and you know people would say oh this you know a kid from the PJs and you know he's probably a bad apple what's that like when you already go into the criminal 
justice system and they just assume because you come from the projects that you're already guilty. I mean, how do you overcome something like that? Well, no, I, I, I overcome, I over, you overcome it with, you know, not, not proving them, um, not proving them right. You know, mm-hmm. you come in it with, uh, with understand a little bit more understanding of, you know, how this system uh, and was set up, you know, in, in America in general and all the systemic issues, uh, you o- overcome it with, you know, with positive energy and, and and being persistent. And I think these are the ways that you, you know, you overcome it and you get past, you know, all these uh, stigmas that, that uh, ho- hover over your head, you know, going through, going through life. And it's not only, a lot of people don't know that I'm from the, like what like that I'm from the PJs or anything like that. It could be just as simply as how I wear my clothes, you know, or wow. you know, or how I talk. And you see that throughout, you know, just throughout America. I see that when I'm in LA. I see that when I'm uh, around corporate, you know, where you end up having to try to find, a, you know, try to confine yourself to a certain look just to try to even fit in for somebody to even not feel, you know, um, any type of, 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 I don't want to say danger, but any type of, you know, um, uh, negative energy, you know, coming off of you as you, you know, as you come through the doorway. No doubt about it. Let's talk about the campaign you have. I mean, you know what it's like inside. And so, I mean, you're a perfect person to give us the perspective uh, on this and we know that prisons have been hit so hard because obviously they're the last people on the list they're like why should we care about prisoners and so this is why they're not getting the hand sanitizer what what are you doing to help out with this so i've teamed up with um the science policy group at uh, ucsf to get a hand sanitizer into all of the um, prisons right here, more so. Uh, well, I wish we could get into every prison, every jail, but um, more so Northern California uh, jails and and uh, and prisons. So we've been able to get hand sanitizer into uh, San Quentin, um, Folsom State Prison, uh, Solano, and and quite a few county jails uh, here in the Bay Area. A couple of projects you're working on, the animated film Pierre the Pigeon Hawk and also a movie about the 72 USC undefeated football team called Black and White. Very interesting. Those are two completely different things. Tell us about those projects, please. Yeah, um, Pierre the Pigeon Hawk is an animated film. You know, it's about showing diversity. Um, we have the likes of Nick Cannon, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Kenan Thompson, Howie Mandel, just to name a few, uh, to be able to, you know, tell a story about, you know, this, this pigeon hawk that, you know, half pigeon and half hawk. And if you, you know, could think of, if you just think about it, it's hilarious. And the difference between a pigeon and a hawk, you know, and, um, just understanding, like, what that could ultimately, you know, come off as to be able to show diversity. Uh, haven't, um, can't say too much about, uh, about it all, but it's definitely a project that, um, 
that I'm I'm very excited about uh, to be working on and working with um, Exodus Films. And the black and white USC film? Yeah, the black and white USC film, That um, that's also a film I'm excited uh, to be working with, you know, the 72 team, the undefeated 72 team, um, and what it ultimately did for college football and football abroad, but more so college football and being able to show the, the build-up to the 72 team and all the diversity that was um, – you know, that was going on between, you know, uh, black and white uh, players uh, and also just all the uh, the civil rights issues that was going on in our country in general. Uh, and being able to show them come together and change the landscape of, of, of college football when it comes to, you know, uh, black and white players playing together uh, almost, at, I mean, at the, the same amount of, uh, numbers being on the field, you know, in, in those times you didn't see, you know, a, as many black players on the field. You know, you'll see them a sprinkle here, sprinkle there, but uh, the 72 team and, um, it, it ended up ultimately showing that, you know, black and white players could play together and still, um, still be great, you know. So, so excited to be able to uh, uh to be a part of this documentary. Very cool. And speaking with Jamal Truelove, um, just real quick, I'm sure you've had people talk to you about doing a story about your life. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Are, are, are we going to see something with that? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I've just been, you know, protecting, my, you know, protecting my property. At the end of the day, there's uh, there's so many, you know, crazy stories out there. You know that. Um, that uh, that I believe is just more, you know, way out than mine. But I do have a unique story, and I want to tell it in a, in, you know, in an impactful way. And I don't want to, you know, do it the same way. I don't want to fall into this category of, you know, wrongfully convicted um, because there is a difference between being wrongfully convicted and being framed. And I want to be able to highlight that. And a lot of, you know, a lot of these cases that, you know, uh, develop that you guys, that people hear about that falls under the, you know, wrongfully convicted, you know, uh, category, they're really being framed. But the thing is, is, you know, settlements happen. You can't prove it. Uh, what I was able to do different in, in my case was I was able to prove that I was framed. So it, and being wrongfully convicted is more so like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. It was on accident. But in my case, it wasn't on accident. It was on purpose. Wow. Powerful stuff. You know, we got to see him last summer and the last black man in San Francisco. Remember, I had Jamie Fails, who wrote and started that in studio. Jamal Trulove has been our guest again, trying to uh, help with getting hand sanitizer to stop the spread of COVID-19 in our uh, penitentiaries and our detention facilities. Jamal, congratulations on everything you got in the hopper, man, and appreciate your time, and let's catch up down the road, my man. Okay, for sure I will, man. Thanks for having me again. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Open lines on the other side. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> 